Parashas Chukas introduces a new generation to us. Until now, the story of the Torah has followed the generation that came out of Mitzrayim. It takes us through all the experiences they had at Yamsuf, through the desert, the mistakes that they made, the trials that they faced, until eventually in Parashas Shalach, we learned that they were all condemned to die in the Midbar and it was only the generation of their children who would live to come into Eretz Yisrael. We know that that door dies in the Midbar after 38 years of wandering and in Parashas Chokas we start hearing the story of the next generation. The door who are the ones who are going to come into the Eretz Yisrael. The first generation, that we call the Dar Hamidbar, the Dar who came out of Mitzrayim, have died at the beginning of this week's parasha. And we begin the story of the Dar coming into Eretz Yisrael. And that's what the Pasuk says, the first story in Pasha's Chukas, following the Pasha, the Dinim of the Parah Aduma. And the Pasuk tells us, The entire population comes to Midbar Tzin. The door of who are going to die in the desert have all died by now. And this was the next door. The door to come into Eretz Yisrael. The pastor we just quoted introduces the story of of Meimu River. Introduces the story of Klai Yisrael not having water following the death of Miriam and him coming to complain to Moshe and Moshe's mistake in hitting the rock instead of speaking to it. But before we try and understand maybe a slightly new aspect to the son of Meimu River, first I want to point out to you something which is absolutely amazing. And that is as we spoke about. Until now, we've been discussing in the Torah the story of the Dar who came out of Mitzrayim. And now we're going to discuss the story of the Dar who came into Eretz Yisrael. And if we're going to look at the experiences that each of these Dars face, the challenges that they have to overcome, the Nisyanus which they're a part of, so we're going to see an unbelievable similarity between the two Dars. And that's not for nothing. Let's start at the beginning. We see that the Dar who came out of Mitzrayim complained that they didn't have water to drink. In the end of Pashas Pesharach, and the notion they used was, why did you bring us out of Mitzrayim to die of thirst in the desert? And that's the first time Hashem tells Moshe to come to them and to give them the water of the bear. The notion they used in the Pasuk there was they said to Moshe Why do you take us out of Mitzrayim to kill us with thirst? That was the Dar who came out of Mitzrayim. The Dar we're speaking about now going to Israel, they also complained about water. Why have you brought us in the nation of Hashem to the desert to die? 
Why did you take us out of Mitzrayim? So we see a very similar complaint. Both tourists were challenged with a lack of water, they both came to complain. Similarly, both tourists complain about the man. In Pashas Palaisra, we have the dog who came out of Mitzrayim complaining. If you remember the fish we ate in Mitzrayim and the various vegetables, the onions and the garlics that we could eat in Mitzrayim. And now all we have is this dry, so to speak, unappetizing one every day. So that dog complains about the man. And we find in Pashas Chukas that the second dog also complains about the man. The Apostle tells us later on in Pashas Chukas, that Klai Yisrael came to complain and they said here also they said that we are we despise this unappetizing bread both Torahs complain about the more we find that Dar Midbar experience a nest with water they go through the Yamsuf and afterwards the waters crash down in the Mitzrim and drown all their enemies. And Klai Yisrael sing Shira. We find the Dawish goes into Eretz Yisrael also experience a nest by water. At the end of this week's parasha we have the story of Nachal Arnon. And that is the Jewish people intended to go through a narrow pass between two mountains. The Emoirim had planned to ambush them on both mountains, and Hashem did a nest and brought the mountains together, crashing all the Emory soldiers in the middle. And afterwards, the the bear, the river, sends uh, water, so to speak, to bring all the remains in front of the Jewish camp, and they can see the nest that Hashem's done. And here again, they sing a shira. And the end of the sixth parasha, they sing the shira of the bear. We find that the dar which came out of Mitzrayim confronted Amalek in battle. Amalek in Rafidim came to fight them and they had to, they had to defend themselves against Amalek. We find in this week's parasha also the Dar which were going to go into Israel following the death of Aaron Akoyen. So we see that uh, the king of Arad who was really Amalek disguised comes to fight them and Klai shall once again have to fight Amalek in battle. We find that the Dar Midbar the generations come out of Mitzrayim after hearing Hashem speak at Har Sinai are faced with Yetzirah with the challenge of Avodah Zarah and they fail and they make the Egel Azov and we find similarly that the door which is going to go into Eretz Yisrael after hearing the Nebuah of Bilam are also faced with the challenge of Avodah Zarah the Avodah Zarah of Baal Pu'ar and they fail again and the Jewish people at least some of them uh, fall victim to the punishment which comes after they served Baal Pu'ar. We find that the Dawish Kamara Mitzrayim faced the challenge of the Miraglin. When there were those who tried to dissuade them from going to Eretz Yisrael and they made the mistake of following the advice of the Miraglim and became too scared to, to w- w- be willing to journey towards Eretz Yisrael, they wanted to run away. And we find the Dar coming into Eretz Yisrael, Moshe was scared the same thing was repeating itself. And when the Bnei God and the Bnei Reuven in Pashas Matas come to him and say, we would rather stay in Eber Ayardan and not cross the river, Moshe says, you've come to him, 
You've, got, you've taken the place of your fathers, you're a company of evil men, because you're going to dissuade Klai Yisrael and cause them to fear going into Eretz Yisrael. So Moshe was scared of a repetition of the Chayt of the Miraglim. And therefore we find every major event, every major challenge, that the first door which came out of Mitzrayim had to experience, we find that this was repeated in the second door, the door which came into Eretz Yisrael. There was one exception. And that was we don't find the repetition of the story of Korach. The rebellion against Moshe's leadership only happened in the first door, and that didn't happen again because Moshe prom- Hashem promised Moshe that there won't be another Korach who will stand up to challenge the leadership of the Torah leader. And Hashem repeats that promise to Yeshua, and He says, No one's going to rebel against you. And that's why the second door didn't have a similar challenge to Korach, but besides for that, we're going to see a, we see a direct link between what the door which came out of Mitzrayim had to go through and the door which comes into Eretz Yisrael has to go through. And obviously something which is so perfectly lined up, we understand it's not by chance. These were the stages that the Kali Yisrael had to experience and overcome. This was part of the growth process that was necessary for each door in its own way to face. We talk about the seven Midas so to speak, which a person has to work on. And here they are. We have the Nisayan of not having water, which both Darius faced. We have the Nisayan of complaining about the food, which both Darius faced. We have the Nase, which was done for them, either through the Yamsuf or through the Be'er, which both Darius were witness to. We have the fact that they had to fight Amalek, which both Darius had to stand up and fight Amalek. We have the mistake of Avodah Zarah, which both Darius were challenged with, and the challenge of a lack of Imunah, and therefore unwillingness to go forward and fight Eretz Yisrael, which again we find both Darius, to some extent, had to confront. And the last point, which was a challenge to the Torah leadership, we saw experienced by the first Dar, and the reason it wasn't repeated in the second was only because of Hashem's promise. Now, Really, one could stop here to try and explain what these six or seven stages are that a dar needs to face, not just a dar of the midbar, not just a dar of Israel. Every dar needs to face, our dar included. If there are six different elements which we need to work on, so then it's going to manifest itself in some way in every dar. Just like we see the comparison of how it manifested itself in the two dars that the Torah tells us about, the dar of the midbar and the dar of Israel. We understand that these principles, therefore, are going to be, so to speak, reenacted in some way because that's the growth process that every door needs to go through. But that's not the point I want to talk about this week. I want to focus on something different. And that is, I want to focus on what was the difference in all these six cases between the way it was experienced by the door of the Midbar and the way the same, so to speak, milestones were faced by the door going into Eretz Yisrael. Yes, there was a very clear similarity between the kinds of Nisyanists that they faced, but the way that they came about was very different. And if you look carefully, we're going to see an underlying theme between the way that these Nisim were experienced by the Dar of the Midbar and the way that these same Nisim, the same events were experienced by the Dar of the going into Eretz Yisrael. So let's start with the first one, Kriyas Yamsuf. Kriyas Yamsuf was a nest in which Hashem destroyed the enemy of the Jews miraculously. He brought us into Yamsuf, he split the worlds, 
Klai Yisrael go in, the Mitzvah chase after them, Klai Yisrael are slaves and the Mitzvah are drowned. And the comparative in the second generation was Klai Yisrael arrive at the, at the, so to speak, at the beginning of the pass between the two mountains of Nachal Arnon. The Goyim were all lined up, ambushing themselves in the, on either side of the narrow pass to attack the Jewish people. The mountains come together, all the Goyim are crushed, and Klai Yisrael are saved. So yes, Hashem does a nace in each case to save the Jewish people, but there's a very big difference. And that is when it came to Yamsuf, when the nace happened, the entire world was aware of it. The water split, the whole world saw the water split. Kaisal lived through the nace. They were the ones who walked through Yamsuf and saw the, so to speak, the walls of ice on each side, which had formed. They were the ones who experienced the fact that the seabed turned to dry, dry ground. And they were witness to how the Mitzrim afterwards were drowned in Yamsuf. That's the way the nace came about when it came to Yamsuf. But when it comes to Nachal Arnon, we find a very big difference. Because by Nachal Arnon, when the nace happened, nobody knew about it. So much so that the notion of Chazal is that after the nace happened and all the Amori soldiers were crushed, so Hashem's notion is, who's going to reveal this to my children? The nace that I did, and thereafter he brought the Be'er. And it was only after the event happened that Klai Yisrael became aware retroactively of the nest. Which means they were saved miraculously, but they didn't see the nest happen. Let's look at the next example. Klai Yisrael complained about the Mon. And the first generation which complains about the Mon, Hashem says, I'm going to give them what they asked for. They asked for meat. I'm going to give them meat in amounts that they can't complain they didn't have enough but afterwards they're going to get punished for that and in Kivar Sataiva Klai Yisrael are punished miraculously with the death which is decreed from Shemaim and whoever was involved so to speak in the Aver of Kivar Sataiva dies miraculously when Klai Yisrael of the second generation complain about the Mon again Hashem punishes them but this time the punishment isn't as miraculous Snakes came and bit the people, and they died from the snake bite. Yes, Hashem sent the snakes, but being killed by snake bite is not the same thing as being killed in a miraculous plague. And here the Hatsala wasn't that the plague stops miraculously, on the contrary. Here Moshe has to make a snake, and people have to realize, this is the mistake we made, why the snakes came and do trouble. Similarly, when it comes to fighting Amalek, so the first time Klai Yisrael have to fight Amalek, no, so Klai Yisrael win miraculously. The Prophet tells us Moshe raises his hands, and when Moshe's hands are upraised, Klai Yisrael are victorious. And when Moshe's hands fall, so Klai Yisrael, so to speak, starts to, start to lose in the battle. That's a miraculous way of showing how war is going to be determined. Whereas the second time when Klai Yisrael have to fight Amalek, at the beginning, Amalek makes gains takes captives. And it's only after Klai Yisrael Davin, he promised, so to speak, to lay waste the cities of Amaleki, then afterwards they're victorious in the battle. But we don't find any miracles taking place in how the battle was won. Similarly, when it came to the Eger Azov, so the first time round, when they were punished for Avodah Zarah, the Avodah Zarah of serving the Eger Azov, 
we find that the punishment was clearly directed from Shemaim. The We find that the Adonai covered left them and the people who were involved were punished. When it comes to the second time, at the first stage, when it comes to the second time that they sinned this time with Malpa'or, at the beginning, Hashem tells Moshe, they gather the Jewish judges and try the people who are the sinners and set them up in front of Hashem and that will stop the plague. Which means it became much more Moshe's responsibility to punish the Bale Avera. Yes, afterwards, well, the Maishe Zimri, so Hashem punished them also. But at the beginning, it was meant to be something which Moshe would instructed to command the Jewish judges to take care of. So we see an underlying theme. When it came to the first door, the door of the Midbar, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did was much more miraculous. When it came to the second door, of course, the same things repeat themselves, and Hashem helps Klai Yisrael again. But without revealing Nisim in the same way. That's the examples we've seen so far. And if that's the case, now with that background, let's look to what happened with the water. Once again, we find in both Tairus, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Klai Yisrael complained to HaKadosh Baruch Hu about the water, in both times Hashem is going to answer the Jewish people. And provide them with water. And we know the difference between the two times was that the first time it happened in Pashas Pashalach, so Hashem tells Moshe to hit the rock. The second time when it happens in Amik's parish in Pashas Chukas, Hashem tells Moshe to speak to the rock. And Moshe made the mistake of hitting the rock the second time as well. And as a result of that, HaKadosh Baruch says, you forfeited the opportunity to make a Kiddush Hashem. If you'd have spoken to the rock, and that would have caused uh, the water to come out, it would have, it would have created a certain Kiddush Hashem, Kiddush Hashem, a Kiddush would have learned from that. That if even the rock obeys Hashem, so much more should we. And Moshe didn't do that, and that's why he was punished. And obviously the question is, what's the difference? Why was the first time Moshe meant to hit the rock, and the second time to speak to the rock? So if you look carefully at the Pasuk, in Pasha's Peshadach, Regarding the first time that HaKadosh Baruch Hu discusses what's going to happen, how he's going to bring forth water, you're going to, we're going to see a very interesting addition that we don't find over here. I believe this is, explains to us the difference between these, the, these two times when Hashem brought forth water from the rock. The first time, in Hashem says to Moshe, Go in front of the people. Take with you from the elders of Ka Yisrael. And the staff with which you hit the river. You should go with the staff that you used to hit the river. And now the second Pasuk says, and listen Rabbi, so this is what's important to us. Hashem says, Hashem says, I'm going to stand in front of you on the rock in the Chayr in the desert. And you're going to hit the rock, and as a result of that, the water will come out, and that's what Moshe does. But if you look carefully, it's not just the instruction that he's told to hit the rock, which is different to this time. There's another difference also. And that is, in the first occasion, Hashem says up front that I'm going to stand 
Fanecho Sham Alashur Bechorev. Moshe is going to go out into the Medbar where the rock is, and there's going to be a Gilui Shchinade. There's going to be a Gilui Shchinade which is standing next to where the, which is standing above, so to speak, the rock in question. And Moshe is going to hit the rock, and as a result, there's going to be, as a result, there's going to be water. If we look in our parasha, Hashem tells Moshe to take the stick and take with him from Zikna Yisrael and to speak to the rock. But in our parasha, it never says Hashem is going to stand on the rock. It's going to be a above where the rock is. And this is the big difference. Because if the Shechina manifests itself above the rock, then even if the rock is going to get hit, it's clear that it's not Moshe doing it. It's clear the Shechina is coming down to make this miracle happen. And therefore Moshe can hit the rock and the rock will bring forth water and everyone will look up and see the cloud of the Shechina above this rock. And everybody is going to understand that this is a nice brought about by Hashem. Whereas when it comes to the second time, in this time the Shechina is not manifest. At this time there's not going to be a Gideon Shechina on top of the rock. And if that's the case, if Moshe is going to hit the rock, then it's going to look like Moshe is causing the water to come. Where if Moshe is going to speak to the rock, B'Shem Hashem, and say, Hashem says, give forth water, then, and the rock will obey and give forth water, then that will cause people to see the Kiddush Hashem. It will cause people to see that HaKadosh Baruch can bring forth water from a rock. And what's the difference? It's the same difference we find running throughout between the door of the, of the Yetzirah Mitzrayim and the door of the Nich- who came to Eretz Yisrael. The door who came out of Mitzrayim was shown Nisim much more openly. And therefore, when it came to the rock, they were shown it was a nest. Because the Shekhinah came. And the Shekhinah rested on the rock which gave forth the water and everyone could see this was a nest. Just like the way that they saw that they were saved from the midstream and the way that they saw that they, come, they were able to confront and defeat Amalek and the way that they were punished after the eagle was all in the Shemaim. Whereas the second door, of course HaKadosh Baruch was there and of course HaKadosh Baruch was looking after them. But it was, wasn't with the same nest which they were witness to. It wasn't that, that they had the same, so to speak, opportunity to watch a nice happen. And therefore, if they saw that Hashem, that Moshe speaks to the rock, and that's what's going to cause water to come out, that's still miraculous. And they would still learn a tremendous lesson from that. But it's not the same level of open miracle as if they see the Shekhinah coming down, so to speak, above the rock which is going to give forth the water. Perhaps you can even suggest that this was Moshe's mistake. The first incident we find of the second door. The first incident the Torah tells us about the door of the Nikhlasele Aris, who came to Eretz Yisrael, not the door who left Mitzrayim, was the story of the water. And this is the first time where the Anhoga changes, where the way Hashem is going to deal with the second generation is different to the first. The first generation were those who were Dafka Shonisim. And there's a reason for that. The first door was Shonisim much more openly because they were the door through which Hashem demonstrated, so to speak, that he's Hashem. He demonstrated his the fact that he's Kol Yochel. He demonstrated there's nothing besides him. He demonstrated that he's a, that he can make things change miraculously, just like he showed us in the in the various makas which he brought in the Mitzrayim and Mitzrayim, and he showed us at Yamsuf, and he showed us throughout our growth, throughout our journey in the Midbar too. The second door weren't the door who needed to witness miss him in the same way. And therefore, of course, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was there to show them. He's going to give them water and food and protect them and save them from their enemies. But not with the same revelation of miracle. And if that's the case, 
to hit the rock would be means to miss the point. To hit the rock would be to think that Moshe is bringing it about because he's the one hitting the rock. If the Shekhinah is there, no one's going to make that mistake. But the second though, the Shekhinah wasn't there. The Nase was meant to happen without a clear revelation of Nase. And if that's the case, what was meant to bring about the recognition to Nase is not Klai Yisrael's vision, but Klai Yisrael's understanding. Not that Klai Yisrael saw Hashem who made the Nase happen, but Klai Yisrael's understanding that Hashem is making the Nase happen. And that will only become about if Moshe speaks to the rock. Because then by speaking to the rock, Hashem, Hashem, and the rock obeys, then Kaisal would see that the that the, the nature is obeying Hashem. Just like when they were victorious against the Malik the second time in the sixth parasha, Kaisal are there meant to understand it's a result of their tefillah. They weren't shown miraculously that it's Hashem's there as they were the first time around. And so when it came to the snake, when Kaisal were punished for complaining about the man, they were meant to understand. They were meant to understand that the, the punishment they're given is because they complained, that's why the snakes came. It wasn't as, as obvious, as shown to them, as bla- so to speak, as clearly as the first time when they dropped dead miraculously. That's the shift in Nainhaga. That's the shift in Nainhaga. And therefore, as we said at the beginning, every door needs to climb the same ladder. Every door needs to cross the same milestones. Every door, there's a growth path which covers the same bases. But the way Hashem deals with the door is going to determine exactly how that's going to happen. And therefore we see the contrast. Yes, whether it was water, man, nisim, nuchama, the Yetzirah Favodizara, or the Yetzirah to run away from the, the, to the fight for Eretz Yisrael, both Doris, both Doris have to cross the same, so to speak, overcome the same hurdles, cross the same barriers. But the way it's going to come about will depend on the Hog of the Dark. And here in Pashas Chukas, we see how the Sanhaga changes. How it changes from the Hog of the first door, where everything was shown to them miraculously, to the Hog of the second door, where they had to understand to see the miracle. They weren't shown Kriyas Yamsuf. But they had to understand from what they saw, the Nais Hashem did at Nachal That's a different Tanhaga. Hitting the rock would fit into the first Tanhaga, not the second. And that's why when there was this, a different da, which needed a different tanhaga, that's a Moshe Rabbeinu. But so to speak, applying the tanhaga that there was before made a mistake. It was the, no longer the way Klaishol was being led. It was no longer the tanhaga which was in place. And therefore the way that Moshe was meant to act was different too. This was the dar who went into Eretz Yisrael. Yes, of course they were still missing. But the way the Nisim came about was different. It was the Tanhaga that the Kaisha were meant to rely more on understanding that there's a nice rather than being shown that there's a nice. And that's where we see how every door, and our door as well, if we understand the points that a door has to overcome, the growth part that every door needs to face, it will apply to our door too. Whether it's complaints about water, we'll translate into complaints about Pranasa. Whether it's relying on a Kodesh Baruch to protect us, is our level of Bitachan. Whether it's overcoming the Yetzirah of every of every generation, it's going to be different what that Yetzirah is. And the Anhogah that Hashem has for our door, how are we going to pass those Nisrenes is different. And we see that in the Torah. The steps we have to ride, climb are the same. The way we're going to confront them and the way Hashem is going to help us through them is different. But the principle is the same. And that is whether it's clearly revealed as it was in the Torah Midbar. Or something we have to understand on our own, as it was in the second door. Or something which perhaps there's no 
miraculous chalak at all that we can see, the fact that we know that our Kaddish Baruch is there is always true, even if it's manifest differently in every day.